Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way. Because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Let's talk about nonsense words. If you're not sure what I mean when I say nonsense words, these are words that teachers will use in their classroom to teach kids how to read, but they are not real words all by themselves. So for example, the word zath, Z-A-T-H. That is not a real word all by itself, but there are times when a teacher is going to ask a child to read a word like zath. And you as a parent might be wondering, why in the world would I want my child to read the word zath? It's not a real word. It's not a word they're going to see in a book. So what is the purpose? It feels a little confusing. So in today's episode, I am going to share with you all about nonsense words, why they're important, why teachers use them, and how you can help your child become a stronger reader by practicing these nonsense words at home. The first reason that teachers will use nonsense words when teaching kids how to read is because there is no way a child can memorize a nonsense word. What happens when kids become readers is sometimes they will memorize a word that they've seen over and over and over again. So they are able to read that word, but if you just change one of the letters, they're not able to read it anymore. And that shows us that they've just memorized that word and they haven't actually figured out the phonics skills that go along with that word. So for example, in the word run, this might be a word that kids see over and over and over again. So they absolutely know run. They're like, I've got this, no problem. But what happens if we change the beginning sound to a z? The word becomes zun. But they've probably never seen this word before. Can they read it? That's the big question. If they can read zun, then they know the phonics patterns. They know all of the sounds that these letters will represent and they're able to decode that word. That shows us that they actually can read and they haven't just memorized the words. So that's one of the reasons that teachers like to use these in the classroom, making sure that a child's not just memorizing words. That is also true if a child is reading the same book over and over again, or if they have a book that has pictures and maybe they come across a word and they're able to read it because they used a picture clue and that is not actually reading. So if you pull that word out of the book, can they read that word? Let's say for example, in the book, the word was wrap and the child was able to read that word, no problem in the book because they saw a picture that went along with the word wrap. But if you pulled that word out of the book and just wrote it on a whiteboard, could they read that word on their own? That's what we want to know. So that's another reason that teachers will use nonsense words because 
it prevents a child from being able to use a picture clue to decode that word because it's totally nonsense. There is no picture clue that can go along with it. So that's really helpful as well. Another reason nonsense words are really helpful, they can also be called pseudo words, is because they might be the first syllable of a multisyllabic word that a child is going to learn how to read later on. So for example, in the word cactus, the first part of cactus is C-A-C, -C, cac. Now if a child saw cac by itself, they would know that's a nonsense word because cac is not a word by itself, but it's the first part of cactus. And so by having them be able to read that pseudo word, that nonsense word, it's going to help them so much when they are learning how to read multisyllabic words. Now remember, these nonsense words are just a means to an end. The purpose is not for a child to be able to read lots of nonsense words just because nonsense words are silly. The purpose is to show that they know their phonics skills and they're able to apply those phonics skills two new words that they haven't memorized and that they're able to decode those words. It can either be a word by itself or it might be a multisyllabic word. So just the first syllable or the second syllable by itself to show that they're able to decode a multisyllabic word. In addition to using nonsense words in reading and having our children decode them, we can also use nonsense words while we are doing something called a word chain. Now I have an episode all about word chains that I will link down below so you can check it out. But a word chain is when we're asking a child to spell a word and then we change one sound and have them spell the new word, change one sound and have them spell the new word. So they're making this chain of words just by changing one sound. And nonsense words can be really helpful in bridging the gap from one word to the next because we don't always have real words where we can go from one real word to the next to the next if we're just changing one sound. So let's say, for example, in my word chain, I have my child spell the word plum. So they have p, l, a, m, plum. And then I ask them, okay, change plum to glum. How are you gonna change one sound to change the word into glum? And then they will get g-l-u-m, g, l, a, m, glum. And maybe now I don't wanna practice the blend at the beginning anymore and I wanna to go to just a consonant at the beginning. I am going to need a way to transition from glum to a new real word, but I am going to need to use a nonsense word to get there. So I could say, okay, change glum into lum. And that way my child knows to take away the G, the beginning sound, and now they have this nonsense word lum. And that's okay. And now I'll say, okay, Change lum into sum. How are you gonna change that word? And they're gonna to have to figure out that they need to get rid of that beginning sound, l, and they're going to put in s, then s, s, a, m, sum. So I've just used a nonsense word to help me with my bridge in my word chain. I couldn't go right from glum to sum because then my child would have had to change two sounds and that's not what I want. I just want them to change one sound at a time. So I used a nonsense word to help me get there. I hope this information was helpful for you today. I know nonsense words can seem counterintuitive and you're thinking, I just want my child to be able to read books and read signs and read information. I don't need them to read nonsense words. I get it. But just remember, this is a means to an end. This is making sure that they know their phonics skills, that they can decode new words, unknown words, without having to use picture clues or context. They just know it based on phonics skills. And if you think about it, 
any word that a child doesn't know is a nonsense word. So maybe you're asking them to read a word that they've never read before and they don't know the meaning. That's kind of a nonsense word to them to start with. Once they know how to decode it and then they learn the meaning, then it becomes a word that's in their orthographic memory, in their sight word memory, and then they will know it. But in the beginning, to work on reading and spelling properly, make sure you include some nonsense words in your instruction. It's also something that most kids are assessed on in school. So if you can work on it at home, that is going to help them so much in those assessments. I do have a free resource if you do wanna work on nonsense words at home. These letters are totally free to download. I will leave the link down below. There are individual letters for the consonants and the vowels. And I've also included cards that have blends on them, which is when we have two consonants next to each other and they're each retaining their own sound. So you can have your child practice so many different words, real words and nonsense words with these letters because they're able to keep flipping and they can make a real word or they might be making a nonsense word. And it's going to help them so much with their fluency, with their reading and their spelling. So if you're interested in these free letters, please check out the link below. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little's Love Learning Blog. Happy learning!